everyone. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 247, recorded on March 14th, 2022. It's Pi Day 3.14, and I hope you guys are eating some pie in honor of Pi Day. Uh, I have not had any pie today, but uh, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Nintendo Switch celebrating five years of existence and a whole bunch of other stories as well. We got another review. Uh, but uh, before we get into any of that, uh, it's probably good to do some introductions. So uh, my name is Steve, and I'm so glad to uh, to see all of you here. We've got a big chat room live uh going on right now and so if you're in the chat be sure to say hello and let us know what you think about all the stuff we're talking about also joining me as always is barry hey barry how's it going hey steve uh it's going (laughs) it's going it's going (laughs) it's all right uh and also of course joining us is greg hey greg Hey, it's a me, Greg. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> nice. If you're not watching the video version, you're missing out uh, for a number of reasons. But uh, one reason is you get to see one of Greg's new uh, headwear uh, that he's that he's wearing. So um, if you're not, I'll just say just tune in to the live uh, the vi- or to the video version so you can check it out. I'm not going to tell you why he's talking like that, but uh, you'll just have to. Tune in on on YouTube or Twitch and uh, watch the video version. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're here to talk Nintendo again. We're going to be talking all about uh, Nintendo Switch. Like I said, celebrating five years of existence uh, just a few days ago. Celebrated its fifth anniversary and a bunch of other things. But before we jump into uh, all that discussion, all the news and everything, uh, we just want to say thanks for tuning in. If you have not subscribed, if you haven't hit that bell, if you haven't hit that like button, all those different things uh be sure to do that that just helps us out and it helps other people find the podcast um and also it makes sure that that the uh, live video versions or on youtube or the live or the audio versions after the fact get to your inbox and you're just able to to catch those as soon as they go out also if you've not followed us on social media you can do that at nintendo fuse on twitter instagram and facebook and also you can join our discord the link is on the screen and also in the show notes and the youtube description as well we absolutely love connecting with you all uh, in between the episodes and uh, it's a great way to just join in more nintendo conversations and, and other conversations around gaming as well and, and in fact we we've got conversations on there about lots of different things like movies tv and random things that happen in our lives and things like that so it's a great place uh, growing community over there and we'd love to have you join so if you haven't joined nintendo fuse discord be sure to do that uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into what we have been playing um, as, as well as uh, you know, you in the chat room, let let us know what you've been ch- playing. Uh, we'll, we'll refer to you guys uh, throughout the entire live recording. Um, but Barry, kick us off. What have you been playing lately? Uh, yeah, I haven't played as much over the past two weeks, been very busy and uh, and uh, still doing like in the switch. I'm still doing Animal Crossing and Pokemon Unite, they're pretty much the main thing I'm doing, and it's just little bits of uh, check-ins, daily stuff, um, just not going above and beyond, just kind of keeping the routine, uh, and um, played the game we, we're going to be talking about, uh, Conan Chop Chop, uh, so we will be we'll be discussing that one, so I did get to play that, and uh, on the PS4 last uh, episode, I mentioned that I went back to Horizon Zero Dawn, Finally, after all this time, and uh, I managed to finish it yesterday, and uh, it was uh, 
very interesting experience. I got to, I did the Frozen Wilds too. I did the DLC. Uh, thought it kind of ended abruptly, and it kind of well, like it set up this big climatic thing, and then it just kind of petered out. <laughs> it was hmm. so weird. Um, it was not what I was expecting. Uh, in in terms of that, I love the story. I love the lore. I love the the mysteries behind it, and I do plan to play the second game. It's just I I'm not jumping right back in. It's I need need a break, <clears throat> and there just happens to be a game that I'm looking forward to that comes out this week, and there's a demo up that starts with the you know it's one of those demos that I love where you can start in the demo and then continue uh, into the main game, and that is Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins on the PS5. Uh, I played the first demo they did. <clears throat> I thought it was fun. But now I'm playing the game, at least in this part, and I haven't finished it. I've only done the first two uh, two areas in the demo and just you know, kind of taking it slow, taking it in. And I like what they appear to be doing. It definitely appears to be retelling Final Fantasy One story abridged, you know, definitely jumping right to locations. But they change it up by incorporating other Final Fantasies. And what I mean by that <clears throat> is it starts off as Final Fantasy 1, but then you go to the second town, and if you ever played the original, you need to get the ship. In order to get the ship, you have to fight pirates and, and beat the pirates to get their ship. And you have to do that here, too. You have to go after the captain. But instead of the captain and, and the, the pirates just being in town to take their ship, you need to go find them at their layout, or their lair. And their lair is based off of dimension number 14 and is literally uh, based off of the dungeon raid Sasasha from Final Fantasy 14. Um, and I thought that's really cool. And they're, from what I understand, they're going to do that throughout the whole game is that all these different locations are loosely based or inspired by different locations uh, across the Final Fantasy world, uh, uh, or they call them dimensions. And I like that. I think that's a really cool way to do it. Uh, so I was really, really neat to see that. Uh, so I'm not done with the demo, but I'm looking forward to starting the game this, this week. Um, speaking of 14, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14, still doing some, uh, I'm working on my, my jobs and uh, some of the content there. And of course, hanging out with all the wonderful uh, people that I play with and all the people in our, our company, they're, they're the best. And uh, that's why I play. So, so the community is amazing. And on mobile, I'm still doing Dragalia Lost and, and Mario Kart Tour, of course. Cool. Cool. Uh, go in the chat real quick. Uh, Jake Sturger says uh, he's a big fan of your hat, and he also owns the Cappy hat. Um, and uh, this is talking to, to Greg, by the way. Um, and uh, also, uh, Jake Sturger said he's been playing Monster Hunter Stories 2, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, beat the fourth boss, and started his last run of Fire Emblem Three Houses. So, yeah, if you're uh, tuning in live, make sure you let us know what you've been playing in the chat room, and we will uh, refer to that. Uh, but, uh, Greg, what have you, been, have you been playing lately? Which is kind of more just playing some relaxing games, like with uh, my daughter and like a, like some friends and whatnot. So it's not really some of the stuff that I wanted to hit off my backlog that I had mentioned last time. So unfortunately, no um, Fire Emblem stuff that yet, and I'm really hoping to jump into that um, this week. Um, but what I have been playing was like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Was just playing, helping my daughter trying to get some more um, gold trophies, and then also just playing some basic multiplayer. I finally got the gold glider now so i have like all the cart pieces finally so that's a nice little thing there and then 
just from watching some like YouTube videos, people played Mario Maker 2, I decided I wanted to play some more levels and um, I finished up with all the ninja speedruns that I missed over to the time that those were released. And then I also was just playing some other random courses, trying to claim some first clears and early world record kind of stuff like going on. Um, just feel like unlocking some of those me outfits for some random reason. So just been having some fun playing some very creative and fun courses. Uh, also was playing a little bit more cruise and blast just it's still a blast just to kind of go back to that and race some of the crazy vehicles that you unlock over the course of the game um i already had all the keys but it was just kind of like more just wrapping up some of the easy modes uh gold trophies just had neglected those just because felt like you had to start on like normal and then go higher up so um we'll just kind of level do some more basic leveling of some of the cars um also dove a little bit into Smash Ultimate with my daughter. She still is obsessed with trying to get better at the game. And she's like, oh, while you're working, I'm using the training mode and trying to get better. So it's like, <laughs> um, so still have a blast playing that from time to time. She's still designing some new courses for us to play. And she made a nice little death trap one with like a cannon just con- continues to shoot you into like one of those lava bar things or whatever. So it's like, once you're in there, you're like pretty much stuck and, actually go all the way up to like 999 percentage and it's just lots of fun um and then also just the conan chop chop that we'll deep dive in a little bit later and then uh fire emblem heroes so going at it like they wrapped up like the fifth anniversary like last month so it's now it's just moving onwards towards this new year of content nice nice uh, I have been playing Rocket League, of course. Season 6 just came out from the free-to-play Season 6. This is like the second Season 6. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they restarted the seasons uh, when free-to-play came out. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a crazy, weird, um, strange uh, season, I guess. It's focused on, like, cartoony kind of things. And the the trailer is just really weird. It kind of seems like the trailer took a page from uh what's it called uh cup cuphead and uh it's like a really strange mode i I think they're just kind of holding on and uh waiting for unreal engine 5 probably like i think i think they're just kind of like you know putting a little bit of updates here and there just to hold people over but eventually they're gonna you know have this big update um so a lot of people are just waiting for that so kind of playing along with that i'm i'm actually uh making some more progress and and ranked which is which is really exciting and uh not quite a champ level, but uh, getting getting closer and closer every day. So that's exciting. Um, and then I have been playing um, Conan Chop Chop, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. And uh, also played Clubhouse Games. Um, so I was traveling this last week and uh, my wife and I were hanging out in the airport. She's like, hey, let's. We play a game together, and so I was able to, you know, pull out uh, Clubhouse games. We played a couple like touchscreen only games. We played like Mancala and Connect Four and a couple other games. Um, was just able to like you know hold the the switch in front of us and just you know play the game and not have to worry about uh, you know all the different pieces and stuff like that. If we had the actual board games, so it's just really fun uh, to be able to you know carry around what 51 or something like that uh, board games basically in my pocket so that's that was really fun and uh then also played the demo of uh, kirby in the forgotten land um so played through through that and um yeah it's it's interesting i'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around what i think about the game um i think it's a it's it's cool it's more like i would say it's more like 
3D land or 3D world, um, Mario 3D world, and in, in terms of like it's not full open 3D like uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but it's more like guided along the way. Um, but 3D elements, which is cool, um, and it it's so easy. Like in in true Kirby fashion, I thought it was going to be a little more difficult with the 3D stuff. It, no, it's it's just as easy. Even if you go on, I forget what the, they call it, but it's like a harder mode. Um, it's not hard at all, at least in the beginning levels. Maybe to get a little more difficult, but uh, but yeah, it's um, it's still pretty fun. And uh, and it's like like the cone, the mouthful mode. Like the car is fun, but then you get into like the cone and you're like, what was the point of that? There, there actually is a point and, and, uh, and it actually is a fun, uh, thing to, to have. Um, but you get like four or five different mouthful mode, like, uh, items or whatever, um, right at the very beginning with, like within those first three levels that you get to play in the demo, it's like, bam, 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 you're jumping right into it. So it's not like you have to work up to like level five, then you get another one, level 10, another one. No, it's like two or three within one level. So you get to really explore and, and play around right at the very beginning. So, um, but it was fun. Oh. Yeah, I've heard good things about the demo. A lot of people who played it said, like, all right, this solidified my purchase. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I didn't play it is because I already solidified my purchase. I yeah. don't want to play a demo and then just replay those levels when it comes out. I'm right. I'm already good. I don't need to see anything else. I'm already yeah. sold. Well, especially because this one is not like the other demo you talked about where, yeah, this this will not transfer. Although, if you do play through it and you complete it, you do get a code that you can use in the final version um, to unlock something like I think it's like a, a special ability or something like that. So there, there is a benefit of playing through the oh, demo. Okay. However, is that a universal code or is that a? I think code it's code? a universal code, so you could easily just probably look it up online. <laughs> so that works for me. Though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't quote me on that, but but what I saw as the code, it looked like it would be more universal. It wasn't just a random string of numbers and letters. Well, it was, I, I'll just yeah. ask you to send it to me. Yes, you have the code. That's true. I could do that. And we can test it. Vincent can't use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will watch. That's true. I'm not getting the game right away. Up to oh, universal. It's true. It's, it's, we'll find oh, yeah, but out it if it's could not. Still, it could still be like one redemption per account, though. I mean, that's yeah, true. It's true. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been fun. And. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been playing. Um, if you're watching after the fact, be sure to let us know what you've been playing down in the comments as well here on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to go into uh, our next uh, segment, which is a full review. So yeah, today we're going to be reviewing Conan Chop Chop on Nintendo Switch. We were able to get this uh, the codes from the publishers and uh, able to check out that game. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with the game, uh, it is $19.99 on the eShop. And this is a um, kind of a, it's an epic, realistic stick figure game is what they actually describe it as, which is kind of strange. It's uh, you can play the game single player or you can uh, play up to three or sorry. Up, yeah, up to three friends can jump in the uh, the game with you and play together either uh, locally or online. And, uh, yeah, you're able to uh, play through this uh, kind of a twin stick battle kind of game. It does have uh, 
the uh, the whole thing with her, like every time you play, it's a different, um, it's like a roguelike. So like every time you play, it's a different setup a little bit and uh, the, the levels move around. But the basic idea, you get to com- complete through uh, each of them. And uh, basically what the story is, they have this Wrathathon thing and uh, you have to, it's, you're created by this like evil sorcerer and you have to go around and um, basically take out all the enemies and the idea is to to complete all four of them and uh, and beat the game. However, uh, it's not that easy. It is a pretty difficult game, especially if you're playing single player. So let's just jump in and uh, talk about like what we thought about the game. I'll go to you first, Barry. Uh, what was your first impressions of Conan Chop Chop? My first impressions were great. Um, you know, I was going through the, the tutorial and I was like, this is a lot of fun. There's a lot of depth to this. There's a lot of... Uh nuances there's a lot of skills and <clears throat> i like what they're doing and then i played the game and those impressions dissipated uh you know i started off and i was like all right here i go i'm going to the first area i'm killing enemies i'm you know like this is a lot of fun and then eventually i died and i'm like all right i died i'm gonna go back and you know i'll try again and, you know, have this experience that I earned and all this stuff. No, I started back at square one. I was like, really? Like, not the weapon I had is gone. Like, everything's gone. There's, there's no carryover. Uh, and maybe there is a carryover. I just didn't see it. But to me, you know, roguelikes are never my favorite. But if you're going to do a roguelike and you can, you know, learn from your uh chance like from from your experience and earn you know keep the experience or keep the gold and use it to buy better things and get a little stronger each time uh i those are my favorites where you're actually making progress but when you're back to square one every time uh to me that's that's not as fun Mm -hmm. and it definitely feels like the game was built for multiplayer Mm -hmm. and when you're at solo it's incredibly difficult (laughs) yeah yeah for sure uh, Greg and I got a chance to to play a little multiplayer, um, but before we jump into that aspect, Greg, what's your first impressions? Um, like Barry, like the prologue seemed like it was super impressive and made it seem like it'd be very easy to do single player. Um, but single player was so hard that I couldn't even start a game as single player. I was questioning if this game even supported single player. I would get <laughs> to the screen, I'd select my character, sit okay, and then it just was a blank screen. It wasn't letting me advance. So I don't even know how you guys triggered a round of single player because mine felt like it wasn't even working. Hmm. Um, so there was that. And then obviously what you were just alluding to with the multiplayer that definitely made it seem like it was more multiplayer generated stuff. Cause we had a little fun adventure, obviously um, voice chat would be appreciated, but you know how Nintendo is with that kind of stuff. I mean, you're trying to work together and you would think you'd have ability to talk to each other signal to go certain directions or want to go check out certain things or just be able to toss ideas on how to solve puzzles together. And that's like basically completely impossible. There's not even any text-based prompts. There's no, like no online chat, even with like your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, if you do want to play online with friends, definitely, I would recommend, you know, hitting, hitting our discord. Um, and you can, you know, talk with, uh, other Nintendo fuse people over there or, or something like that, because it's, it's definitely, um, it's difficult. I think, 
yeah, Greg and I finally, I think we, we finally figured out a plan where we just kind of like, if one of us wanted to go to a different room, we kind of just walked over that direction and like, we kind of signaled to the other person, Hey, maybe this direction. And one of us would, you know, follow. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's, it's tied together. So if one person leaves a specific room or specific scene, like everyone follows. Um, so you have to stick together. Game forces you to stick together the whole time. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much the same as you guys is like, I think in the beginning, um, I was like, this is kind of fun. I like, I like twin stick shooters. I like the idea there. So it's kind of fun to, to move around. Um, it reminds me a lot of like the top down Zelda games, um, in a lot of ways. And there's able, you're able to like parry and, and block and upgrade your weapons and all that stuff, which is really fun. But it's, I think it's a little too difficult for single player, um, Greg and I played, I think, a couple of rounds. Um, first time we we died uh, pretty quick, uh, pretty quick. Um, but second time we almost, I think, beat the the first level. Um, we came really, really close. And I I should have I should have uh, yeah, saved myself with some food there at the very end. And I I got hit really hard by the the boss, and uh, it took out more than one heart. And I was not expecting that, so um, so we ended yeah. up dying a little faster than than I expected. <laughs> Yeah, his first attack took me out. I wasn't even ready for it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, all right, I guess Steve's going solo this whole battle. <laughs> yeah. And then you were holding up really good. I'm like, we we have a chance. We might be able to beat this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it definitely. I think I do like the idea that when you are playing multiplayer, if if you're in a room and you die, but your your partner survives, um, as soon as they beat all the enemies in that specific scene, you will they'll bring you back to life. Um, which is, which is nice. So like, and I think that's what you're saying, Barry, I think it really is built around multiplayer. If you're not playing multiplayer, this game is going to be uh, almost torturous really. <laughs> but, uh, but if you're playing multiplayer, it could be really fun. And I could see it being a lot easier if you're playing four player co-op the whole way through. Um, I think it probably wouldn't be that difficult. And I think you could probably beat it four players um two players is still really difficult um but the more players you get the more it's just easier to take out the enemies um and i didn't see any more enemies like the more players you have um so it's not like the game ramps up its difficulty if you have more players either it seemed like the same level of difficulty um single player and two player so um yeah any other thoughts like what you guys think about the graphics sound stuff like that what do you think barry uh, I thought the sound was fine. I thought the graphics were cute. I mean, there's a lot of humor in there, and they played to that humor, especially using the Conan license, because mm-hmm. it is a licensed game. Uh, I I feel like they designed this game, though, with, as a four-player game, and then they just allowed under four people to do it, and there's no scaling. And, and that sucks, because I was really enjoying the prologue, and I'm like, this could be a ton of fun, and it mm-hmm. very much reminded me of like Gauntlet style. And uh, again, I'm not a big fan of like roguelikes, but if the you know there's some kind of progress, if there's some kind of way you can keep going, or at least at least make it fair, you know, like you know, if a roguelike doesn't let you try on, but it, it's doable, and you know, at least there's that. Mm-hmm. But this just felt like enemies were just taking so much of my life really quickly and there was like five or six on a screen and i'm here i am solo and i'm melee so like you know i'd shoot my arrows and they'd be out and then i'd run in there and i'd hit with my axe because i was playing as conan and they just 
you know, tackle me. And I was yeah. like, this is no longer fun. After like three <laughs> attempts, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally not having fun at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it does. It gets better over time because as you do level up your player, your level stays the same. You do collect like the, the coin, like the money and things like that, that you can upgrade your weapons and stuff like that. You do collect, keep those, um, from even after you die. So, like I know, I noticed like even between Greg and I, I'm like a couple levels ahead of him, and I was able, like I, I felt like I was, e- it was easier to take out enemies than than it was for Greg. But all of a sudden, Greg got this thing that like threw the the items. I was like, dude, I have to have that because he was like just killing everything. Um, and so like he gave it up later, and I went back over there. I was like, I'm picking that up. Uh, <laughs> so it just yeah. seemed like it could have like, that disadvantage at times i mean i really normally like the boomerang style weapon and it was doing well for quite a while but then i was like there might be a point where these things close in and then my boomerang is going to be like across the screen and then i won't be able to attack so i was trying to weigh the pros and cons of keeping it and i ended up deciding like the new thing that i picked up sounded like it was more work like would be better but obviously didn't mm-hmm. help in the end when you were still outliving <laughs> me most times but you had a whole extra heart container i think like even some skills unlocked because mm-hmm. like i, I would have played single player mode if it had figured out a way to start it but yeah <laughs> it's it should be on the top of the menu it should be like i think it's the first thing on the menu is uh whatever i forget what it's called it's like start campaign or something like that that's the single player mode and then online and tutorial or whatever but uh but if you do pick up this game i highly recommend you go through the tutorial um because it does help um you can understand what's going on um it forces you, you into in. the tutorial if you try start starting campaign oh does it like, okay hey, i just chose tutorial, tutorial so i didn't realize it so it at least so. gives you a prompt to do it. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's a it's a fun game. I, I think the it also confused me honestly because I looked at the game and it's like this whole what's it called like a Rathathon or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Thon Thonamon Rathathon Thonamon. I don't know whatever. Um, and uh, it's like I know it's Conan, but like all of a sudden it seemed like the game should be called Rathathon. Cause like, that's like the whole thing. It's like Conan's just one of the characters. Um, so I don't know. I, I it kind of led me astray. I was like, what? I thought this was a Conan game. Like, and then all of a sudden, recognition. yeah. So if you're confused, I, I was too. Yeah. You also didn't really use your wrath ability. I saw like, especially in the boss. So like you were glowing red for, I was, I was holding time. on to for the boss. I really didn't expect that boss to take me out. Uh, as quick as he did, because I was I was holding on to it, thinking, okay, I got to time it just right. Um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about the wrath ability. So after over time, you do build up this ability to um, give you stronger hits and everything for a limited time, and uh, you just um, yeah you trigger it um, like you do in a lot of other games where you kind of build up that mode. Um, but uh, yeah, I was holding on to it and holding on to it, waiting for the right time, and and then he took me out. So I didn't since get a chance you to guys it. did. Uh... Then multiplayer, I'm kind of curious. Were you able to pick the same character, or does it force you to pick different characters? I think we were able to pick the same character. I We didn't. We didn't try, but I noticed yeah, I, we were I able to we have, like, have, before we chose the character, we we had both of the, like, both of us were on the same character. So I don't know if it would have locked us out if one of us chose it or not. Um, so I'm not really sure. However, I will say, like online was really smooth. Like, Oh, completely. It, it was like Greg was sitting right back next to me. Yeah. Not a single issue lag or anything on my side either. It was, everything was completely clean. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So if you're looking like, you know, sometimes games like that, like co-op, like timing with an action based, you know, <laughs> um, battle game could be like life or death. Sometimes I, I had a great experience and it felt like it was, it was co-op, like couch co-op, even though it was online. So I don't know what they did differently than, you know, other online games on Nintendo switch, but they, they figured it out, whatever it is. Um, just wish they had, you know, uh, game chat built into it, but oh, well, you know, can't have everything, I guess. So. <laughs> Maybe someday Maybe switch to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Barry, what do you think? Do you recommend this game? If you're going to play by yourself, then absolutely not. <laughs> I, I do not think this is uh, uh, worth it, especially at $20. Um, if you've got three other friends and you're going to play, you know, online together, then from everything you guys are talking about, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. And it's, it, that's the way the game was designed. But, you know, can I recommend it? Honestly, no. And even though I'm not a big fan of roguelikes, I do know that there are better roguelikes out there and better ones that use the top-down adventure perspective mm-hmm. that this one does. Yeah. What do you think, Greg? I would kind of have to go with Barry for the most part. If you're just looking for a single-player game, I would kind of steer clear. And it feels like it would be more difficult than what it's worth from what you guys have been saying. Cause I was unable to ex- actually experience, experience the legitimate single player section. Um, but as Barry was saying, if you do have like at least like two, three friends that you're willing to play down, like play the game with like hands down, it would be definitely could be a lot of fun. Like it's definitely got some challenge to it. And that's can be really overcome with some good communication and good teamwork and abilities. And I really can see a lot of people having fun together with that. Um, so th- I would recommend it if you do have those kinds of friends in your life, whether they're online or co-op um, couch friends. So um, I, in that nature, I would recommend it. But if you're just single player, I would stay clear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to totally have to agree with you guys. Um, it's not a, it's not going to be a fun single player adventure unless you're really up for a huge challenge. Um, but in 1999, I could find, I, I think I could find a lot of better, better games to uh, spend 20 bucks on uh, for a single player experience. Um, but multiplayer could be really fun. The problem though, is you need friends that have this game. Um, both Greg and I tried to find, uh, just random games and, um, there's like no one playing this online, uh, right now. And it's a brand new game. So maybe right now, you know, not enough people have found it, but, um, but yeah, there was like nothing out there, um, to just jump in a random game. So if you have friends that also want to get this game, it could be, it could be a lot of fun. If not, uh, probably it's probably going to be a pass, um, for most people, but, uh, it's, it was fun. It's just, it's going to be like a niche sort of thing. I think that some people are really going to enjoy it. Most people are probably going to pass. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to uh, the game's developers, publishers, uh, for giving us a chance to check it out and review it here. And uh, that's Conan Chop Chop. All right. Well, let's move into our next section. And today we're going to celebrate five years of the Nintendo Switch. Can you guys believe it? five years like nintendo switch has been out for five years i feel like i feel like it was just like just the other day when i was uh you know going and getting my switch i at at, uh uh when did i pick it up best buy i ended up getting two um because i didn't want to uh miss out but uh picked up my nintendo switch at best buy from pre-order and 
it was awesome. Brought it home and, you know, stayed up way, way, way too late and uh, playing Breath of the Wild. And it was it was just a blast. Um, but uh, five years ago on March, which is it? March 3rd. That's what 3rd, March yep. March 3rd was yeah, the uh, five year anniversary of Nintendo Switch. So happy anniversary, Nintendo Switch. Um, what do you guys think? What are you guys thinking about uh, the last five years of Switch? Is it uh, has it been all that you've wanted it to be and more? <laughs> what do you think, Barry? I will say that the last five years of my life have been some of the hardest years of my life. Um, very emotional, very taxing, a lot of death. And I will say that the Switch exceeded expectations in providing an escape, in providing a way to cope and a way to smile in the worst of times. And it's just... You know, the, the library is just continuing to grow in a way I never expected to see Nintendo grow again, especially after the Wii U. And even though the Wii was successful, uh, there were far more shovelware titles than there were heavy hitters. And that's not to say the Switch doesn't have shovelware. They absolutely do. But there are so many heavy hitters from Nintendo, and I mean, Nintendo came out swinging with the Switch, and they came out hard, and they're continuing to deliver hit after hit. And they're not all perfect games, but this, the, the Nintendo first-party lineup on the Switch is, in my opinion, second to none. Uh, I, I will say that, and especially when you factor in stuff like NSO, uh, with the online stuff there, and, and so many collections. The Switch has just become this like retro revival like everything, like Postal was just announced today as getting a, a, a remake on the Switch. And you got classics from like the N64 with like Torok. And, and then you get, you know, stuff from all years, you know, you know, NES games that didn't come over here and getting remade. And, and you know, stuff like Ghost and Goblins and, and, and Act Razor. And like, wait, what what is going on? Uh, you know, all the Mega Man games are pretty much playable except for a few. And, you know, most of the Final Fantasies and hopefully the Pixel remasters come over. Like, this is just turning into a, a, a truly special library. And that's not to discredit other systems, other Nintendo systems or other platforms, because every library is special in their own way. But the Switch has just done some incredible things. And I'm very, very thankful that I could partake on, on March 3rd, 2017. I'm glad for games like Breath of the Wild, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Mario Odyssey, you know, just so many games. Uh, and that's still continuing to this year with Pokemon Legends and what I'm anticipating with Kirby. So, you know, I think I think 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year for the Switch. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is already announced and that, that, that alone is enough. But there's just so many great games coming out. And uh, if you haven't got a Switch at this point, I definitely think there's so many games to go for. I mean, the Switch is one of those things where I expected it to be Wii U 2. I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to go for the full set. Like, that's going to be an easy thing. And at this point, I'm far too in. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, like, not totally regretting it, but it's one of those things where I don't know if I have room for it all. It just keeps growing. That's true. That's true. Yeah, little did you know that you'd be collecting... 
possibly thousands of games. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Switch also is, uh, you know, such an, a unique platformer that, that I, uh, you know, I, I got to become a publisher for it. Hmm. And I got to see the inner workings of behind the scenes with it and what it's like and, and, and have my, my mark on this system at this point. You know, knowing that there are games now in the physical library that wouldn't have been there had, you know, you know, my hand not been at the table uh, and not just me. Of course, my entire team is amazing and, and and very thankful for everybody. But it was our, all of our collective love for the switch that got us into it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where uh, had we all not been passionate about the switch, we probably wouldn't have done it. And now we did it and now we're able to talk to all these amazing developers and every developer is in love with the switch that we talk to and uh it's just become a haven for for indie developers and small developers and even one-man teams to develop some truly special unique games and for that again it's second to none and yeah. i really think the switch could go down as the best overall library um of all time i mean mm -hmm. it may not have every great game but I think in terms of quality, it's just superb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting more and more and more for sure. And I think, you know, we've talked about it previous on, uh, previously on other podcasts, but that that indie library is amazing on the Switch. And because of that and the, the ability for like premium, premium edition, but also like, you know, super rare and limited run and all those yep. other game companies, that publishers that are doing very similar things, like you have this this growing collection of other indie games that are getting physical copies that didn't happen on previous Nintendo's uh, Nintendo hardware. And so like yep. that's that's really cool and like it's just opened this huge possibility for a number of things to be able to play games at home on the go, growing number of indies getting physical, growing number of indies just able to publish, like all those different uh possibilities that are there for uh for because of the switch um yep. which is really remarkable if you think about it i um, mean if you look at like the wii <clears throat> and you look at the wii u and any multi-platform game like even historically you can even say the gamecube historically the game sold better on other platforms than they did on nintendo platforms there are exceptions soul Calibur 2 for example sold the best on gamecube because it included link but you know, for the most part, those games didn't. And from other other you know people I talk to, you know, not only developers but also distributors and stuff like that, they pretty much tell me the Switch sells four to five to one mm -hmm. over the other platforms. Like that is an incredible, incredible ratio. Uh, how many people are purchasing games for the Switch? And you know, there's a, a robust digital store. Uh, it definitely needs work. I mean, some organization would certainly be great. <laughs> and it is, it is unfortunately, one of those places where these games go out and they go out to die. <clears throat> There's too many games out there. And that's what's been so such a blessing as a physical publisher to be able to take these love letters. These games are passions. They're, they're lovingly put together by these hardworking, talented developers and give them a second life and bring attention to them to people that never would have seen them and in getting them played. And it's so cool because there are just so many gems out there. And, mm -hmm. and I don't want to use the word hidden gems, but there are tons of them on the, on the eShop. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of them in the physical library. 
And, you know, I still see people today that go like, oh, the Switch doesn't have games because it doesn't get games like Elden Ring or it doesn't get games, you know, like you know, Horizon or, you know, Call of Duty even. Or, you know, but, but it has so many other titles yeah. and it's got so many other classics and so many other greats. Totally. I'm going to go to the chat real quick before we go to Greg. Uh, just looks like uh, Jokester is saying, yeah, it's crazy. It's been five years. It's hard to believe. Uh, Jakester, remember, get, he remembers getting his uh, right after Splatoon 2 came out. I remember Jakester being in our, our chat room and, and we'd talk about Switch stuff and he's like, I don't have one yet. Um, but uh, I remember when he finally got his. Um, looks like uh, Drac is in there. Hello, all. Hey, Drac. Um, and, uh, Jakester also remembers getting Breath of the Wild on his birthday, um, on the Wii U. And, uh, yeah, the people saying hello, uh, love and everything. So cool. And, uh, Jakester also said it was fun, but certainly wasn't his favorite Zelda, um, or favorite Wii U game. <laughs> and I never played it on, uh, on Wii U. I just played it strictly, strictly on the Switch. So maybe it was a, Worst experience. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, Jokester also says uh, see Switch going another five years at this point. Um, Nintendo is just sticking with the the Switch two, three, four, five, and beyond. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get into uh, what we think about the future um, in just a bit. But Greg, what's your what's your thoughts? Remember, remember what you remember about uh, the Switch over the last five years? I certainly remember lining up at to get it for the midnight launch on the third. That was incredible. Just just talking with some other people and hopefully trying to get other people to tune into Nintendo Fuse. And I don't know if any of that it worked at all, but it was still fun to just talk with other Nintendo fans and people excited to get like Breath of the Wild and get a Switch console right then on the first day. Um, it was kind of a late night for me, so I wasn't able to really play that evening alone but i did take off the full day of work the following day just to be able to sit around and enjoy it um i got the full experience like playing it on like the tv and then one of the things that barry still really touched on was just the ability just to take it right out of the system and play it right immediately on the go like i just went to a local library and just sat down and was able to play a super bowman r right there like in my hands and it was just so really cool just to having a system that can just switch between those two states so flawlessly and seamlessly. It was very incredible like thing that they did here. And I'm sure that's probably more what they wanted to do with the Wii U, but it was more, they couldn't get the gamepad to be untethered really. So um, I really hope this is the direction they kind of stick in. So like for like jokesters comment, I really hope that they continue to do like more, updates to the, the switch and just keep the hybrid style format. I think that's Nintendo's way to go. I, they haven't really been in a power race and since the GameCube, and they've always been stronger with the handheld. And this really does both things right there. I mean, they don't have to go super crazy with the power. And as long as they keep the handheld functionality, I think that's a very good route to be going down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they don't really like to reuse like gimmicks and stuff like that, but I really don't know where else they could go differently that would <laughs> be anything better than the Switch. Mm-hmm. When, as Barry was saying, the library is super fantastic. It's got lots of th- like third-party support. It's got like the indies all there. It's got hitter after hitter from Nintendo themselves. Like so many of the games have got like brand new life. Even some of the ports from Wii U, like. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has just been 
outselling anything that <laughs> could be, and that's just the Wii U game still mm-hmm. going on strong. And now, like this Friday, we're getting more courses for it. That's just nuts. That <laughs> it just won't stop selling. It's because it's just because it's that good of a game that yeah. so many people missed out on on the Wii U. Yeah, but lots of fun memories and i know my daughter absolutely loves the switch and she has her own and it's one fantastic system it's mm-hmm. really the best of everything for handheld and best nintendo could do for home console is all in one mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know barry uh hit on this um you know with him personally um but greg i also know like you you played a lot in handheld in, in the early years you know traveling back and yeah. forth and work and like you just yeah. mentioned like the switch is what helped your daughter get into gaming as well. And now you have all these memories with her too. I'm like, it's just crazy. Like that both of you guys um, have this like huge emotional, I would say attachment to this console. Um, And, you know, it has, it's helped you through different aspects of your life and stuff. Um, And I feel that's, that's a common thread. Like, I don't know why Um, we've also been through some hard times as people um, in general, you know, the pandemic and other things like that too. And I feel like, you know, Animal Crossing came out at just the right time, just when a pandemic was starting and all of a sudden people were able to escape um, the craziness of the world and and all that stuff and go into a world of animals and, uh, and you know, just be able to have that experience. And I feel like there's story upon story just about this this way that Nintendo Switch has not only provided some great games and great experiences for them, but have helped them through some really hard times. And uh, and it's also, like we've said already, been a platform for amazing indie developers to put out their passion projects. Um, and we get to play those things. And it's just it's just crazy to, to see all that happening. Um, and uh, yeah, who knows how long we have in the future um i'm seeing some chat going on about uh power and stuff ryan in the chat is saying i can't decide if i'd rather have a hardcore powerful console out of the box with a tablet as an option or just the way it is now just thinking about the future of the console and i know um steam has come out with their steam deck recently and people are kind of criticizing it's not quite exactly what it should be you know people are trying to possibly compete there's been rumors about sony or microsoft putting out something similar in the future um, because it seems like Nintendo has um, created something that really does like fit this really amazing space where then this hybrid space Um, but no one's been able to compete with it yet and uh, is this Nintendo's space that they'll just continue to own? Will they continue to advance in it? Or are they just going to take eventually a left turn and try something completely different at some point and uh, just leave this in a separate thing? Or we think we're just going to continue to advance and, and push on this platform that they have, have begun right here? Because they've changed it so much in the past. Will they do it again? Or, uh, or are they going to continue to build? What do you think, Barry? I think that they're going to build. I don't think... You know, the Wii U was was an attempt to be a follow-up to the Wii. And they really, in their head, thought that that was going to be a great idea, that that was going to catch on. And the Wii U was a great system, and I very much enjoyed my Wii U. That being said, it was terribly marketed, and there are still people to this day that think the Wii U is just a tablet. <laughs> there is no system. Uh, it's terrible. So I do think they hit gold with this. And they've always been king of handhelds. They've always been the king of handhelds. So 
they, I think they're going to keep going. I think they're just going to add more power, like we've discussed, for ease of third parties to port stuff and for Nintendo games to you know get bigger and better, of course. But Nintendo has their own charm. Their games are always have a charm. And from you know, if you think about it, if a game's on PlayStation and the game's on Xbox and it's on Switch and it plays well on all of them, when you buy it on Switch, you're buying two copies of the game. You're getting a, a console version at home and you're getting a portable version for the same price. And that's really great. And of course, the Switch allows you still to do unique experiences like Nintendo Switch Sports coming out. Can't do that on other platforms. You know, Clubhouse Games, like you were talking about, can't do that on other platforms. Um, so it it does have that unique space. Uh, it just, I don't know. Nintendo did it right this time. They did the marketing right this time. When the Switch was first shown in that very first trailer, they showed adults. They didn't show kids. They don't need to market to kids. Kids are going to buy it. They yeah. showed adults. They showed adults doing it in real-life situations. You're gaming, and your dog needs a walk. That is a very adult thing that has to happen. You can still play while doing it. Go to the park. You know, you're going out to a party. You're, you know, in a car ride. You know, maybe not stopping to play real basketball to play digital <laughs> basketball. But, you know, for the most part, they got it right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at least they, it showed a change. And they're continuing with that change. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, you know, they, they need to. And the Wii U port well has almost dried up. I do hope that a few more come over, but they're showing so many great, unique, original titles that uh, they're in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Faleen says, uh, my kids love the Switch. Hardly, uh, I hardly have to uh, have a chance to play. Um, and uh, the youngest really loves the old NES games on it. So that's, that's so cool. It's like, you know, like a lot of, of love adults that I also know, like, hey, like, uh, I really enjoy this system, but my kids are basically, you know, playing it all the time. I can't, can't get a chance to play. Um, that's why Greg's daughter ended up getting her own. Um, yep. <laughs> so she didn't steal Greg's all the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's so cool that there's, there's so much there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, where we go in the future. I, I, I agree, Barry, I think the, the marketing for switch was on point. Um, I was listening to, uh, Kit and Krista the other day, their, their new podcast, um, of, uh, Nintendo minute have a new podcast and they were talking about, um, the, the switch launch and everything. And they, they, they said themselves, like they poured a bunch of money and effort into that switch launch. And it, you can tell like they did it well. Um, they, it was pitiful for like for the, for the Wii U, but they ramped it up considerably for the switch. Um, Greg, do you think they're going to continue in the same model or are they going to change it up? I mean, I personally would like to see them continue in the same model, but I, some reason I feel like they are probably going to somehow want to change it again. I mean, they're really known for their different kind of gimmicks and um, the switch kind of like brought like the Wii U and like the Wii to kind of get together almost. Cause you still have like the joy cons are still basically Wii remote pluses for the most part. Um, and like you obviously have the screen in your hand, so it's like, you don't need the TV to play um, your games. So I feel like, they've already kind of are reusing those ideas and they'll probably try to go something big next time is, are they going to go do VR or whatever? Possibly. I don't know, but um, I would like them to stay with 
like the switch concept. I think it works really well to be able to have something you just put right into the TV and then take it right out and resume playing instantly. I think that's very important thing that they should be sticking to for future consoles and they can always just add different controllers if they're trying to have different ways to experience things but i don't know i mean it's really nintendo likes to surprise us all i mean we always want to say we want more of the same stuff and then then they're like oh this is what you want here and then they try to sell you on the new thing so it's true it be remain to be seen i mean it's true absolutely love a switch Two, switch pro Two, switch new switch plus two <laughs> i mean <laughs> i really think that's one heck of a concept and i would get that in a heartbeat because it supports all types of life like you could bring it on vacation you can still play it at home you can play it on a train or a bus while commuting it's so much mm-hmm. easier just to do it all in one instead of trying to do two different systems to do the same thing or totally have yeah. different kinds of experiences. But. Yeah. When I love the, this, the system size, honestly, like I, I recently, I think when I talked about this last podcast, I ended up getting the, uh, the, the remastered collection of life is strange on my Xbox because it got delayed on switch. Um, but I was bummed. I couldn't take it with me on the go to play an airplane while I was traveling. You know, I guess like hauling my, my, you know, Xbox with me and a TV and everything else and hook it up to my, you know, my hotel or whatever. Like it'd be ridiculous. Right. But like, this thing is basically the size of a, a gigantic phone with controllers attached to it. And you can easily take it on the go wherever you want. And uh, just that alone is amazing. So like, yeah, I, I agree with you, Greg and, and Barry as well. I was like, I hope they continue to go down this path, but I think there's ways to advance it. I think like, honestly, I think the OLED at 720 with a, with an OLED screen, like 720p, like that's fine. Like it looks beautiful. And handheld like it doesn't need to you know if they want to jump it up to 1080 great but that small of a screen you don't need like a 4k screen in your hand necessarily um if they can jump up the frame rate cool um but put that power in the dock and then when you hook it up to your your 4k or eventually 8k tv or whatever cool it upscales it and it's great it's got extra power um but then like i love what you said greg like about you know you want other experiences put them in the different controllers or different things that you can attach to it, make it a modular experience. But the core switch hybrid console is still intact. Um, Just build around it instead of completely changing it up because they've, like you said, Barry, they've, they've struck gold in this. Like why, why change it? If you can just add two rather than completely changing the whole ball game again. And, uh, and like with that, they could possibly build on this library they've been building and all this other stuff. It just, there's so much potential there if they could keep going down this path and just keep advancing it and enhancing it instead. Well, I think we've come to this point in time with consoles where they're pretty much computers. And I think going forward, we're just going to get more powerful iterations that are backwards compatible. Just like, you know, you get a PC, a new PC, you can play your older games on it. And I think we're we're at that stage now where, you know, if you look at the, the NES compared to what computers could do at the time, like computer technology like jumped up significantly higher versus what consoles were doing. NES and SNES, you know, and 64. The, the the computers were just significantly ahead. And are they still ahead? Absolutely. But the gap between like an NES 
you know, and an N64 and, a, you know, a, a, the Switch. It's, it's huge, you know, and I don't think that gap is going to be there now. I think we're, we're so close. You look at a PS5, you look at a Series X, and you look at a high-end PC, you know, you could have all the power in the world. If the game is not designed to output, you're not going to get anything. And even if it is, it's only marginally better. Mm-hmm. And and that's just it. So I think at this point we're we're at the stage, and I could be wrong, but I think we're at the stage where even when we get new consoles, it's just going to be, you know, backwards compatible with the old one. It's just going to be the next iteration. It's going to be the next iPhone. We all mm-hmm. we all have them or Android or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're the the cell phone service, the smartphone service proved that that model works. Mm-hmm. And console makers have absolutely paid attention to it. That's why we got the PS4 Pro. That's why we got the Xbox One X. Those were tests. They succeeded. That's what's going to happen in the future. Nintendo is no stranger to it. New 3DS, the DSi, you know, these are all par- more powerful iterations of their previous console. Or, yeah. So we're, we're just going to keep seeing that. Yeah. I think and like, went on. like you said, the, I think it, it comes down to also the gaming engines that are being built nowadays too can scale so much better than they could before. And so, you know, you can play it on a, on so many games on a crappy PC over, you know, decent Wi-Fi, or you can play it on that high end machine that you spent several thousand dollars on and you have the same experience. Now there's going to be differences there, but it scales so much better than it did before. And I think if we're continuing to go down that, that route, you know, we could, we could see that happening more and more in, in consoles and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where Nintendo takes it. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts before we move into uh, our headlines and move away from celebrating five years of Switch? Any final thoughts? Here's to another five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. I hope it lasts a good while longer and able to still enjoy the ride while it lasts. Um, Absolutely. It'd be really great if they can get those uh, Wii U and 3DS eShops up onto the Switch. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, especially since they're going away soon. Uh, yeah, at, at least now you can find Switches again in stores. Like, it's crazy. I mean, that they've been sold out for so long. Now, so part of that's just the supply chain issues and things like that. But, uh, you know, things getting stuck in canals and everything like that nowadays. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's still, it's crazy. That it's still hard to find a system five years later. Um, but if you've been waiting and holding back, I think you can start to find them now and you can order them on the Nintendo store. Um, so you can just order them straight from Nintendo now, which is pretty cool. Uh, speaking of which, before we, before we jump into the headlines, yeah. If you're tuning in the video version, you'll see, uh, Greg, what'd you get off the Nintendo store? So not only this really cool hat, but, um, I'm a avid coffee drinker. So I saw like the Mario day promotion stuff and it's like, Oh, I think it's time to pick up that Mario mug. And then just because I was a sucker to get free shipping, I needed like a $5 item. I did find, um, I got the Mario Kart Uno deck. So nice. um, my daughter learned how to play Uno this past weekend, and we must have played at least like 20, 30 some games of it. So it's really cool. And all the numbers are all represented with different characters from like Mario Kart and everything. And the wilds are like the item boxes. So it has like the question mark on it, and it's really cool. So it's really fun. Um, Obviously, if you like Uno, it's a really fun way to play it with like your favorite characters on it. That's awesome. Yeah, that mug looks so cool. Like people were talking about it already in the chat. Like I really want it really bad. So one of these days, that's I'm probably going to end up getting it. Um, I did cash in some uh, platinum coins. 
um, cause they just sit there and expire. So I was like, why not use them? Uh, so I got this, uh, Nintendo game switch or switch game case that uh, will make Barry happy so that, you know, I can actually take my physical games with me on the go. And, um, yeah. So if you're looking at the video version, it's, uh, and it, it has uh, the ability to put eight games in inside and, uh, yeah, it's this shape of a regular switch game case. Um, but it, it's like, it's it's a nice hold because there's another portable case I got recently that I I felt like it held them too tight and I almost felt like it was gonna break the cartridge every time I pulled it in and out so I was like really hesitant but this one it it fits in there just like regular cart cartridges do in the in the actual game cases so um, I was able to use 500 of my platinum points and uh, cash them in and just had to pay for for shipping um, I should have ordered the other stuff so I got free shipping I guess but. <laughs> Oh well. So I can and I can have it like a little sandwich, and you can tr- sample uh, eight different games with your tongue to see which one tastes the best. <laughs> My oh, God! Yeah, why? that whole like we forgot about how Switch games taste weird. That was a that was a new thing with Switch. <laughs> we weren't licking our uh, our Wii U discs or Wii discs or anything. <laughs> We did blow into the cartridges, though, like the N64 oh, and the Super true. Nintendo and the NES ones. That's true. <laughs> More so the NES than 64. But. That's what the next Switch needs. We need It needs something that we can like blow into. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, the 3DS did have a microphone to do that. <gasps> Good point. And that's the Wii U we did do. That's, that's some other en- enhancements and, and features we need in the in next Switch iteration. Or, uh, yeah, things voice like chat, that. a microphone. <laughs> what <laughs> a concept. <laughs> What a concept. 2022 <laughs> voice chat. Who yeah. would have thought? <laughs> well, let's uh, move into some headlines and uh, go through these uh, just to make sure that you guys know what else is going on in the world of Nintendo. We'll hit these headlines and uh, and make sure you guys know. And then, like I said, we'll, we'll chat about them afterwards as well. Um, Barry, go ahead and kick us off. Sure. So the uh, MPD for February 2022 came out and it revealed that the Switch was number one in hardware sales for the month in both units and dollars, which is actually quite rare right now since the PlayStation and the Xbox sell for significantly more than the Switch. So they usually win in dollars. However, the PS5 leads in dollar sales year to date for the year thus far. Last month, Switch has ranked third in hardware sales. Overall, the hardware sales, however, fell 27% when compared to February 2021 due to the continued semiconductor and ship shortage. In case you were one of the people looking for achievement systems, uh, Nintendo has finally implemented a way to complete some missions and earn some rewards by doing so by playing their um, online application. So um, if you're looking to get some free platinum coins and order a case just like Steve's, um, you can basically just open up your like apps and play some NES games, Super Nintendo games, and N64 games. So then you can... Uh, complete some missions and earn some free additional coins to get you free prizes from my Nintendo. Nice. Nice. Well, if you are one of the people that are still into Splatoon 2 and holding out for Splatoon 3, uh, you may have caught the North American Open on March 11th and 12th, 2022, and uh, Starburst was the winning team. If you missed out, uh, basically uh, kind of whittled down to the top four teams of Super P, Ascended Moon, Starburst, Starburst, and Papaya, and uh, Starburst and Super P advanced to the finals, and Starburst took them out in four games to two in a best of seven. So congratulations 
Mission Starburst for winning the March 2022 uh, Splatoon 2 North American Open. And if you've been living under a rock, you may not realize that uh, the world isn't all peace and love right now. And while the growing conflict over in the uh, Eastern European area uh, has taken effect, many companies have now started to uh, take a stance with the ongoing conflict, so to say. And Nintendo is no stranger to that. Nintendo told IGN that they have decided to suspend shipping all Nintendo products to Russia for the foreseeable future. This is due to considerable vile, uh, volatile surrounding the logistics of shipping and distributing physical goods. The company also announced that on March 7th that the Russian eShop has been placed into maintenance mode, meaning no users in the country could purchase games or other content digitally. Um, you know, that they could maybe wasn't necessarily in support of Ukraine, but it's pretty much, uh, you know, kind of taking a stance. And another part of that stance that Barry was just uh, touching on, um, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 re uh, Reboot Camp has been delayed for without further notice. So um, I know Advanced Wars has like a history of having some bad timings on their launches. I think there was like an advanced one that launched like on September 10th from day before September 11th in 2001. Um, so it seems like this series has like a, almost like a little small curse to it, I guess, but um, hopefully we'll find out more when uh, advanced wars will release on switch. Yeah. Yeah. Lots going on in, in the world of Nintendo. Uh, lots of crazy different stuff going on. Um, what do you guys think about uh, all these stories? Anything that you want to further discuss before we, Start to wrap it up. Barry, any thoughts? Oh, you're muted. I'm really happy that Nintendo has uh, has done well again in, in February. Uh, like I said, usually, you know, may, even if the Switch outsells the other systems, dollars-wise, the other systems win because, you know, it takes two Switches to almost equal what a PlayStation 5 cost. So... Uh, and if the Switch Lite is sold, at, you know, it's two and a half. So it, it's really nice to see Nintendo doing very well in February, and I hope they keep it up. Um, the decline certainly doesn't help, uh, but the Switch is five years old, so that's that kind of comes with the territory. And the achievement thing was <laughs> really out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's it's not the achievements we were looking for. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, weird that there was no fanfare. It just kind of like quietly went out. Like you would think they'd be like, "Hey, guess what, guys? Here's a way to earn platinum points by doing things." Uh, you like Super Mario Brothers? Open it up and get some platinum coins. <laughs> but nothing. Uh, and you know, as for Advance Wars, I, I feel bad for the developers and way forward that it had to be delayed. I understand why it was delayed. It sucks, and it sucks for everybody who was anticipating the game. The game will come out, and I would be really shocked if they just shelve the game eternally, you know, forever. Totally. Um, I think that would be a terrible shame. And war is never good, but we have to be able to differentiate between reality and fiction, mm -hmm. period. And if we can't, then you shouldn't be playing video games, and you should probably be seeing a doctor. Yeah. Greg, any thoughts? Yeah, pretty much echoing a lot of what. Barry said, I mean, we know the Switch is five years old and then it's the 
decline is unfortunately inevitable, but really hope it still stays strong so we can topple the PS2 because I really feel like this system can deserve it. It's got very um, great library of games and just hoping that it can still hold on for a few more years to knock out that milestone. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the achievements just came out of nowhere and I didn't really realize it was quite as simple as just playing Mario Brothers. So I might want to get some free coins and get that same case that you got. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's then obviously the ongoing world conflicts. It's obviously just sucks, but hopefully it, the game will be out later this year and be able to enjoy it. I've been mm-hmm. really looking forward to it. I've never played advanced wars. I heard how it's so similar to fire emblem and I've been really excited to finally check it out. And unfortunately I have to wait a little bit longer, but there's still plenty of games for me to play. So it's, I know it will still be a quality game once it comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, um, as we've said already, and you know, as we're talking about the five years of Switch, there's still plenty and plenty of games to play for sure. And uh, you know, you might be able to get your hands on the old copies if you really, really want to play it right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can still do that. But um, yeah, I, I'm right with you guys. Um, I think I think the future is bright for for Switch. It's cool to see it still, you know, top in the charts. Um, the question is you know we've asked before like when is it going to stop is it going to stop um i think uh you know who knows um i think it could end up taking out the ps2 um will it become the the best-selling game console of all time i don't know if it's got that much uh power but it's 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 already in the top and so i just it just uh only time is going to tell like how far you just said it could take out the ps2 which is the number one so if it takes out the ps2 then yeah i thought (laughs) maybe you're thinking uh, the ps4 uh, I thought yes, is, isn't the uh, I thought one of the Nintendo handhelds was DS is number DS. two. It's right. Oh, it's number two. PS2. Oh, I didn't know a PS2 was ahead of it. My bad. It's PS2, DS, PS4, Game Boy Switch, or or uh, Game Boy PS4 Switch. Game okay, Boy, I, I thought Game DS was ahead of PS2. Okay, well, yeah, I I think it, it's definitely got some life to 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 hit the. I think it's going to top three. Um, we'll see if it if it goes for number one or not, but. It's a, I'd, I'd like to see it going towards number one. I think it absolutely deserves it, but I don't know if it just depends on how many more people still want to get their hands on that. Totally. Yeah. And if they change direction or not and all that stuff, <laughs> um, you know, they could, yep. they could cut out their own, you know, legs out from under them. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, like you guys said, with the, you know, the world conflicts and all that stuff that's going on, um, you know, it seemed, it just seemed inevitable that Nintendo was going to take some sort of a stand with that. And, uh, you know, our, you know, our thoughts and everything go out to, uh, to all the people that are affected by all that stuff. Um, it's crazy. And, uh, it is cool though. I mean, in in a totally unrelated (laughs) to gaming, uh, you know, comment, it's cool to see, um, my wife sent me a, a video, um, or actually I think she posted it on her social media just earlier today of like some kids that are in Italy and just welcoming in the Ukrainian kids who are, you know, refugees and just cheering for them and welcoming them in. And so it's really cool to see the rest of the world, um, really reacting positively to, you know, helping out Ukraine and, and things like that, um, under all this, uh, the stuff. And so, you know, we can only hope and pray that like, it doesn't go on for much longer for many, many, many reasons. Um, but, uh, it is, it is nice to see Nintendo and some other companies taking some stances, um, saying, you know, Hey, we're, 
we're going to do certain things because we believe this is this is where you know right and wrong and everything are and uh and so you know a lot of times we <laughs> like we said earlier we we do have video games to kind of escape <laughs> the the world issues that are going on where they're personal or you know corporate as a, as a whole you know world that we're going through like pandemics or wars and all this other stuff um so grateful for nintendo and other game publishers and developers out there that offer a way to kind of escape the the craziness in the world um because because we need to do that so um all right well let's move into our last segment uh and uh before but before we do that i'll i want to just make another note if you haven't followed us on social media please do that if you haven't followed us liked us shared us hit that bell, all that stuff. Make sure you do that. And also make sure you join our Discord links in the uh, YouTube description, the show notes for the podcast on the screen right now. If you're watching the video version, uh, we'd love to have you join our Discord as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we got some games coming up. Our next podcast is going to be on March 28th when we record that live. So hopefully you're joining us live. Um, but uh, huge thanks to metacritic of all places they have a list of uh, upcoming games uh so i was able to get them on there instead of uh, nintendo's website because they decided to uh completely change up their site um on a positive note though i was able to uh take a little survey when i went to nintendo's site the other day and i told them exactly what i thought about their uh, whole change so uh hopefully my comments go through and we'll see a change before the next podcast not gonna happen but maybe <laughs> They're always listening. That's why they're always the, listening. <laughs> the Nintendo Direct is coming before we know it because just because we have another podcast. So that's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to scroll these games on the video version. You guys can see them on the screen and what's coming out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, some notable games to uh, to remember is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC uh, starts rolling out on March 18th. Also, Rune Factory 5 comes out on March 22nd. And Kirby in the Forgotten Land is finally hitting the Switch, the full game, on March 25th. Um, so there's several other games that are coming out, too. But, uh, yeah, what are you guys hoping to play over the next couple of weeks, Barry? This is this is when things start to get crazy, uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I definitely want to do Stranger of Paradise. Uh, Rune Factory 5 is a game I've been very much looking forward to and it comes so close to Kirby. And the truth is, you know, depending on where I'm at in Stranger Paradise and where I'm at in Final Fantasy 14 and where I'm at with just life, uh, I might do Rune Factory 5 before Kirby or if if Stranger Paradise really has me hooked, uh, I might do it after Kirby. If, if I don't start it before Kirby, it'll be after Kirby. But those are the, the big three games that I'm really looking forward to. Nice, nice. I I just saw scrolling the screen. I didn't realize the next like Persona Four, uh, another version Persona of that. Persona Four Arena Remix or Mega Mix or whatever is coming. That's the fighting game like sequel. It's not Persona Four proper. It's the fighting game version. Okay. It's, yeah. The Switch gets the spinoffs like Persona Five Strikers, but not the right. proper game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. Uh, Greg, what are you hoping to play over the next couple of weeks? Any new games, or are you going to be hitting the backlog? Um, it'll probably be more of the backlog, but I did get um, the a code for Wife Quest. I know I talked about that on the pre, like the last podcast, so I did get like a code to review the game. So hopefully, we can have a game chat coming up in the next yeah. like episode or two or whatever. So um, that will be something I'll be playing. Um, definitely those Mario Kart Eight 
courses on Friday. Uh, I was teasing my daughter and thought it was last Friday, so I know she got a little upset when they weren't there last Friday. So definitely can't make that mistake again. That I definitely know they're here this week. Um, and then I'll probably be just trying to hit the backlog. I really want to hit the Fire Emblem games, but like the Mario games just keep pulling me back in, and it's unfortunate i really want to jump into fire emblem warriors really jump into three houses and then hopefully eventually get some time for mario and rabbits like after all that's wrapped up so hopefully should see from there nice nice yeah i'm definitely gonna be playing uh the uh, mario kart 8 deluxe uh dlc excited to uh to get back on there i haven't played uh, mario kart in a while so that'd be cool to um to be able to jump on there and, and play some of the the new uh, tracks. I know my wife was really excited about uh, that when I told her. I was like, hey, they're going to be launching some uh, new tracks. And she's like, can we play them? I'm like, well, we got we to gotta wait. So, uh, but uh, yeah, not not much longer. Um, and then, yeah, I think uh, I'll eventually be playing the full version of Kirby. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away. But um, but eventually that would be a game that I that I jump on. Um, some of those games that are like single player kind of experiences, I know I can wait because, you know, it's not like I'm going to miss out on anything. Um, but I do have like several other games. I eventually do need to play through Earthbound. I keep thinking I'm going to and then end up playing Conan Chop Chop instead. Um, but um, but yeah, I do want to uh, hit some of that backlog as well. And some of those games like like Earthbound that I really do want to finish at some point. Um, and so I need How to get Life is Strange. I do need to get back to Life is Strange now that I'm not traveling. I can <laughs> you need to. play Life is Strange 1 now. So, yeah, you I'll probably to. end up playing the Life is Strange 1 uh, at some point near in the near future. Uh, oh, man. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, man. There's so many games. So <laughs> many games and no time. What's that? Once it comes to Switch, I'll be joining in Life is Strange 1 and 2 as well. But hopefully that still launches this year as well. <laughs> That's I'm true. Yeah, don't uh, don't play it on uh, on iOS. That's for sure because um, it is not a good experience. What's I don't need another phone game. Fire Emblem Heroes is good enough for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes is built for phone. Life is Strange is not. It's awful, no. awful, awful, awful experience. It's bad. Um, but yeah, on the consoles, it's great. Uh, yeah, I do need to get back into that. Maybe, maybe I'll play a little Earthbound and some Life is Strange before next podcast. So, yeah. I really want to hear your thoughts. Mm. Yeah, Earthbound has been on my list for the longest time, and hopefully, I can get to beginnings and eventually make it to the the second one. We got to beat uh, beginnings and Earthbound before Mother Three finally comes out. So we got at least ten years. So. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate. Yeah, right now I'm trying to do Fire Emblem Warriors before the new one comes out in, in June. That's a little <laughs> bit more of a time constraint. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But well, you know, maybe Nintendo will say <laughs> Mother 3 is coming by the end, end of the summer. I don't know. but Who knows at this point? They'll just like, well, it's probably just be a shadow drop sometime. And they're like, oh, by the way, um, you complete enough... Uh, you know, achievements in the Nintendo online thing, you can unlock mother three. Um, and like, it'll just be like a press release and that's it. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's been great talking games with you guys. It's been great uh, interacting with the chat room, uh, seeing a lot of chat going on there. It was just awesome uh, seeing more and more people every week uh, or every two weeks. Um, we do this podcast. So, yeah, it's been cool to, to see that community grow. Um, if you've not yet shared this with other uh, Nintendo gamers out there, um, we would love for you to uh, just kind of get it out there with uh, other people who enjoy gaming. Um Greg, any, anything big coming up over the next couple of weeks uh, that you want to share with the audience that they should be also be looking forward to or anything you're looking forward to the next couple of weeks? I don't think anything um, in particular. I did get some games from a uh, premium edition, like the Pigeon Dev games, and that was really cool to finally be able to see that and hold it in my hands and see all the awesome quality that um, Barry and Co. and now me have been contributing towards. So that's really great to be able to see stuff like that. And pretty much just we'll be continuing on playing some games on at home and helping out Barry and team where I can. That's cool. That's cool. And you guys had the, uh, the special release of a game that happened like last yep. week is like right after the last podcast, right? How'd that go? Yeah. Uh, it's going well. We still have a couple copies left on online. So uh, it's demons tier plus it's for uh, it's a gamers for gamers uh, variant. And uh, ten dollars of all proceeds goes to Gamers for Kids to help set up uh, game rooms for you know uh, homes, you know uh, orphanages and stuff like that. Uh, it's an exclusive cover, exclusive dog tag. They should be shipping out this week. Uh, you know, we, we did have a little printer malfunction, but I've seen videos of the dog tags printed. I've seen the, each each game has the number etched in with the logo into the slip cover. So it's. It's each one is individually numbered and it looks amazing. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Barry, anything else uh, coming up in your world over the next couple of weeks? Not really. Uh, it's kind of quiet and I think I need that right now. So that's good. But uh, there's still a lot of work behind the scenes that I can't talk about. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's quiet in the sense of there's not a lot to publicly talk about, but in terms of, you know, work, there's a, you are a working lot. On, you're working on a script I saw the other day you tweeted yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm in fact working on the Series 4 Direct script. Uh, it's not finished yet, but I am in the process of working on it. And then even then, it's not done. with the table reads and the going over the draft and changing things and making it so that it's it's good and then making sure we have the assets. It's a, it's a big process, but yeah. it's being worked on. Cool. Cool. Well, it's been awesome. Like I said earlier, uh, talk with you guys and our chat. Um, and uh, we'll be back live on March 28th for our next episode, uh, live recording of the, uh, the podcast. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. See ya. Have a good one. See you next time.